Fucking Idiots Podcast. It is I, the King Idiot himself, Stank Bastard, government name Adam. Very excited to be finally recording this podcast. It's been a long time coming. Even though it's the off season, still a lot to talk about, but a little bit about myself. Been a Bucks fan uh, since I was a wee lad. Um, parents moved from, uh, New Jersey into the small apartment as a child. And I didn't really have much. I didn't have any brothers or sisters and it was, it was a lonely time. And, you know, in this apartment, you know, I met my, uh, my best friend happened to be the maintenance man of our, our apartment complex and, uh, came in one day when my, my sink was broken and saw me in the living room practicing um, my podcasting uh, and uh, he, he happened to be uh, the master of podcasting and took me under his wing and um, the rest is history won won a championship of podcasting against the evil group of podcasters from my from my town and uh uh, yes, uh, Stank. What is it, intern Betty? That's the story of uh, the, the Karate Kid. What are you talking about? That's not even close to being the truth. You know, I, it happened very similar to that. I mean, my recollection isn't exact, but it was something like that, all right? You know, so just, just Betty, just go back in your corner. Turn your knobs, adjust the volume, whatever you got to do, okay? This is the first podcast. A lot of people are expecting real big things out of us, okay? Huge, huge numbers. First, I, I mean, huge. That's 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 the only word to describe this podcast. The Bucking Idiots podcast is going to be huge. So where do we begin? Begin by cracking... A nice Florida Avenue cucumber Berliner sour beer. That's where we begin. And we begin talking about an absolutely delicious beverage. And that's going to help me get through this off season because it's been about uh, five months since the season ended. Well, not for the Bucks, but the NFL season. And I'm already drinking heavily. Heavily. Yeah. I mean, if I have to hear one more Gerald McCoy story, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Is he going to be here? Is he not going to be here? Do the Bucks want him? Does he want to be here? I don't know. And honestly, I don't care anymore. I just want the story to end that's it is 
this team a better football team with Jerry McCoy on it? It's questionable at this point. Absolutely questionable. But I know one thing. I'm happier not having to hear about Jerry McCoy 24-7. And I think a lot of Bucks fans are in the same boat. You can argue his numbers all day and, oh, Jerry McCoy means this to this team, means that to this team, or he did this for this franchise. None of it matters. None of it matters. You know, we have to focus on what we have in front of us, which isn't looking too great up there on the defensive line. It's just not. The JPP injury and the fact that McCoy probably isn't going to be there, it's looking a little bit thin. Too thin for my liking. You know, even this Todd Bowles defense that isn't necessarily going to have to depend on having that edge rusher like you have in a 4-3. You need, still need to get pressure up front. So if we don't get pressure with our front three, then we're going to need to get it from the linebackers or they're going to have to generate pressure in other ways. And that just puts more stress on your secondary. And our secondary is going to be full of very young inexperienced players who have some skills but are they more skilled than Sean Payton and Drew Brees probably not so we're going to expect to see some craziness out of this defense this year growing pains expect them you better buckle the fuck up and expect to see us give up some crazy shit and that's kind of par for the course I mean last year it can't get much worse than that. I understand. And hopefully we don't just lay down and take it like we did under Mike Smith. Hopefully we we, we actually, you know, put up a fight before we just give up the booty. Because, I, you know, I'm a former defensive line coach at the high school level and at the at the Pop Warner level. And even. Uh, yes, Stank. Uh, I'm sorry, but n- nobody wants to hear about your coaching uh, escapades with little kids uh, i don't know what i have to do here I, I, I hey uh can somebody take the mic away from this old bitch please because she's interjecting and uh you know this is this is professional setup here okay that and what with her coming in like that it's unprofessional and it's really taking me out of my train of thought okay so hey bitch shut the fuck up and let me talk about the team that i love can you do that, intern Betty? Please? Uh, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> New boss. Uh, okay, listen. That was a good good segue, though, okay? Into talking about what's really important this offseason. And that is the new boss that's heading up our Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The, the real reason to be excited. The new bosses, I should say. Bruce Arians and the collection of teachers he's brought into the building. That's something to really be excited about. You know, we do have a lot of young pieces, as I've already said on defense. You know, we're going to sprinkle in some youth on offense. We've got a, you know, a conglomerate of trash can players on our offensive line, starting at right guard and heading out to right tackle, uh, where Betty's old boyfriend plays right tackle, DeMar Dotson, Um, you know. Would have liked to see 
us upgrade those positions through the draft or free agency, but I don't know. They 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 see something we don't see. They see something that only a mother could see in a child. That's the only way I can put it. Because what I see and what I saw last year, I mean, it makes me want to cry actual man tears. I, I actually did cry a few times. My wife you know, was like, what? what? No, I was like, no, baby, I got something in my eye. But, you know, honestly, between me and you, I was actually crying real man tears. You know, poor Rojo, poor Peyton Barber, Sean Wilson, and, and everybody else that had to try to run uh, behind that offensive line last year. I mean, it was just absolutely embarrassing. And I, I thought for sure. I mean, B.A. even said in his, one of his, his uh, season ticket holder press conferences uh, that that was an area that they were going to focus on. And they brought in Earl Watford. And uh, that's about it. Some uh, undrafted free agents. Hopefully, Jason Light can or has found a gem. And you still got the second wave of free agency. And then the final wave of free agency right before the season starts when teams start making their cuts uh, Jason seems to be good at pulling players out of thin air when we need them but I mean I was hoping we were past that I was hoping we were let's just hope we can find a guy off the street that's gonna you know catch lightning in a bottle uh, and be the answer that we've all been looking for I thought we were past that but with some salary cap restraints and uh some holes, I guess, glaring holes in the secondary. Um, this coaching staff and Jason thought they better use our resources towards rebuilding the secondary. You know, and uh, you can't argue against that, really. We lost Brent Grimes. He wasn't worth the shit last year anyways. Um, we've got a mix of, you know, uh, youth from the draft last year at safety and at corner uh, didn't exactly wow me or us um you know it's uh it's a problem and so they threw a lot of resources at that problem and that will hopefully pay dividends this year however without a real pass rush are you going to get to to see uh these young guys have a chance i don't know uh, and I think we're really going to be struggling to find an actual pass rush with the group of guys we have right now. Because we lost our freak. We lost our freak. JPP was an actual freak. We haven't had a freak on that line since Simeon Rice. I'm talking about a legitimate freak athlete who can bend the corner, has power, has all the moves that you want. Um... You know, JPP has all that with uh, a club on one hand. And um, I'm sorry, guys. I, you know, this might be a news flash to some of y'all, but Noah Spence is not that guy. He's not. He's not going to be that guy. Um, he'll be a situational pass rusher. Um, 
I don't see him just miraculously turning into this Pro Bowl level linebacker or or uh, or and in this defense. Uh, so for those who are counting on Noah Spence to save us again this season, um, listen, man, you guys have a really sweet heart. You really do. I mean, a really kind and gentle heart. You guys are the kind and gentle souls out there, the ones that still believe in Noah Spence. And, and bless you. I want to kiss you on your little foreheads. I really do. Because it's it's a it's a sweet, it's sweet to feel like that. It is. All right. I mean, the guy looks good with the shirt off. I, I you know, I'm I'm a heterosexual man. And I'm I'm the first one to say, Jesus. That boy looks good with his shirt off. Okay? All right. If that makes you feel uncomfortable to hear another man say that, you know, so be it. So be it. But sometimes it's got to be said. But unfortunately, those muscles haven't translated to production on the field. I mean, that guy couldn't see the field with a terrible defense. They didn't want to put him on the field when we had terrible pieces. I mean, it's mind-boggling. Is he is he that bad? I think he's better than that, but he's definitely not the second coming of Derek Thomas. Not, nope, sorry. I hope I'm wrong, but I'd be willing to bet I'm right. You know, we... Uh, We've got our work cut out for us. And hopefully, offensively, we're still a threat. I mean, we've lost good players on the offensive side of the ball. Adam Adam Humphreys was a good player. Deshaun Jackson was a good player. He's a trash can of a teammate. Poor effort a lot of times. Pouted, diva, you know, all the things that we kind of knew he was when we brought him in. And we all made excuses for it. And he had some chemistry with uh, Fitzpatrick. And really zero chemistry with Jameis and just pouted like a little fucking bitch. And so we packed it up and uh, we sent him on his way to Philadelphia. Good luck out there, bud. But uh, we still, that still leaves us with a hole. And, um, you know, we drafted uh, Scotty Miller, I think his name is. And we have some other speed potential with Bobo but we'll see how that position shakes out you know we'll see we'll see where where that deep threat's going to come from um and right now that's a question mark as well on a team that's full of question marks and some would argue the biggest question mark on the entire 53 man roster is under center. What are we gonna get out of Jameis this season? Is the whisperer gonna be able to whisper some sense into that kid? I mean, Bruce Arians gets a lot of credit. A lot of credit, wrote a book about it for helping mold the careers of Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer. You know, he gets a lot of credit for that. 
He takes a lot of credit for that. But Jameis might be his toughest challenge yet. You know, you could argue those quarterbacks coming out of college didn't have the baggage and the question marks that Jameis has brought to the NFL and has carried over, you know, into the NFL. He's been wildly up and down. He's had some great moments. He's had some equally terrible moments that make you want to say, Jameis, get the fuck off my team. I don't care how big of a Jameis fan you are. You know, you at some point have had to question whether or not he's the answer. You know, this franchise, this franchise since 1976 has never really had an answer at quarterback ever. You can argue Doug Williams was that answer. You know, the Culverhouse family felt differently. And Doug's got a ring. But, you know, we, we've never, we've never molded and developed and kept a franchise quarterback here since the existence of this team, since 1976, which happens to be the year I was born. Yes, I'm old as fuck. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of questions and Jameis is the number one question mark. That bitch is the Joker. Instead of, you know, his jersey, he should be wearing the Joker's outfit. You know, he's got to step up to the plate this year because the defensive line, the offensive line, all the question marks we have all pale in comparison to what we're going to get out of that kid. And, and, and it's a he's it's a puzzle. I really I root for him. I want him to succeed because I really don't want to start over again and draft another kid and and play this scenario out again. I don't I don't want to do it. I don't know if I have the nerve to do it. I attended my first Bucks game in 1982. You know, I was clowned unmercifully throughout my childhood because I was a diehard fan as a kid in the 80s, in the early 80s, in the Suckaneers days, okay? I might as well have a Suckaneer tattoo on my back as much as people clown me for loving that team because kids don't play and they let me know how stupid I was to love a team that had no chance of ever winning. But I sat through. I saw it through. I never, ever lost hope completely. And I used to cut out newspaper articles. Anytime the Bucks were mentioned on the sports page, I collected them. I still have a lot of that stuff that I collected from when I was a kid. You know, I followed the draft through the newspaper before the draft was ever televised or, you know, you, you know a little kid could ever get his hands on any kind of draft media i followed it back then and i still i still have newspaper clippings from those days i followed the team like any idiot fan would like any 
any psychopathic idiot fan would. And I followed him through the darkness into the light, into the Tony Dungy years, into the John Gruden years, into the Super Bowl season. And uh, it was worth every tear I shed, all of it, all the pain, all the frustration, all the heartache, all of it, all the ridicule, the bullying I took when I was a kid, all of it was worth it. It was worth it to see Rondé pick off McNabb and go the other way, knowing we were headed to the Super Bowl. It was worth it to see us woodshed whoop the Oakland Raiders. All of those moments were worth it. And so now we're reliving that pain. We fell way the fuck off. And here we are today. In the same positions we were back in the day. You know, like I remember the Sam Weiss years and I was excited when the Bucks hired Sam. I felt like, oh, we got a coach in here that's got a resume. We got a coach in here that that that's coming in. The players are gonna believe in this guy. He he took a team to the Super Bowl. He he brings something here. You know? And I kind of feel that way about Bruce Arians. Although I don't think he's long for this team. And anybody who who tells you any different is telling lies. You know, Bruce is gonna get that money. He's gonna try to put the foundations in place and he's the fuck out of here you know so we better hope and pray that he's the right guy to do that you know but that's what they thought when the Dolphins hired Bill Parcells too like he was going to somehow put that turn that organization into a perennial winner and it just didn't happen you know I'm not trying to fill your cup with pessimism here but it could equally go the opposite direction uh, you know, and I think I I would feel that way more so if Bruce didn't bring along Todd Bowles and bring along that the group of coaches he's brought along, Randall L and Leftwich. Um, you know, I think we got a good mix of veteran coaches and young guys. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be I, you know, who knows? We don't know what to expect. That's why the offseason is so much fun because we're all O and O and we all, you know, have the chance to build something special. We just don't know where we're at yet. We don't. But the season is upon us. We got a couple months until we start really getting that buzz and training camps coming and I'm sure there'll be a training camp takeover of some sort uh, the Bucks Mob family that now is the Loose Cannons family uh, and Sammer uh, I think he's going to be f- planning and, and coordinating uh, those get togethers that were the best parts uh, of the last few seasons and I for one refuse to just let that go I made some great great friends uh, through 
those fan groups and I don't intend to turn my back on anybody because it was a long time coming to find fans that cared about this team as much as I did and through that group and through Twitter um, I've I've really kind of built you know a core group of, uh, of fans who who share the same passion as I do speaking of Twitter you can follow me on Twitter at Bucks Podcast or just search Stank Bastard. And uh, you can find me there. I'm typically pretty active uh, during the season and the off season. You know, I put my shit out there every once in a while and have fun with people. You know, there's people out there who are on it daily. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, hourly <laughs> putting putting all kinds of stuff out there and, and God bless him, man. Cause, uh, it's a, it's a full-time job, you know, trying to keep up with all the craziness that this team provides us. But, uh, this podcast isn't only about me. I would love to hear from you guys as well. Um, I think we already kind of have a, uh, a standard set in regards to how we can communicate with each other. And so I'd love for you to record your take and email it to us. Uh, you can reach us at our email address. Uh, Betty, what's that email address, honey? Oh, you really are dumb. It's buckinidiots at gmail.com. Buckinidiots at gmail.com. And you just email your sweet little takes your sweet little comments about me and about Stank and about this team. You just you just put them all right there into your phones and you email them over to that email address. And uh, we, uh, uh, yeah, there, you send them and we will have them. That's right. <laughs> uh, we will have them, uh, I guess. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Betty, for that. And uh, yeah. I hope you uh, hope you bucking idiots out there, idiots just like me, um, will feel the urge to share how you feel about this offseason so far. Any questions you have or any comments about this incredible podcast? If you just want to call in and give me praise, uh, or you know, call in or email in, I should say, because this isn't a fucking radio show god damn it all right this is a podcast and it's incredible that they even allow me to do this it really is but uh anyways email that over to buckingidiots at gmail.com and uh we'll try to get you on the show and me and you can have a little back and forth it'll be fun so uh without further ado I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Betty. Uh, do we have any sponsors that we can thank? No, you moron. N- nobody in their right mind would sponsor this podcast. You, uh, you're unprofessional and you're abusive. And you're old. And so on that note, 